Hey, this is Josh Blaylock, and you're listening to G.I. Joe Chronicles. The Lombox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles. Don't they realize they're dealing with Destro? When I choose Gus Bucket, they're going to scrape you off the walls with a squeak. Now stop buttering like a wet toaster and get busy. Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codenamed DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jarrett Albrick, codenamed Death Pro. That is a prescription for danger. At ease, DJ Christatos, and to all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome everybody back to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some G.I. Joe comments with us as we chronicle our way through some new stuff. Uh, Over this new series, we're going to be chronicling our way through G.I. Joe, America's Elite, on this episode. And on the next episode, we will go to our coverage of G.I. Joe Special Missions by Marvel. So we're going to be bouncing back and forth for the foreseeable future. But for this episode, we are back in the G.I. Joe, America's Elite series from 2005. We don't have a special ops guest on this one because Pat and I were basically doing the Zero Issue the 25 cent issue of America's elite to kick that off. And then we're going to do a back-to-back recording. So we're about to record the next episode, which is going to be the GI Joe 50 from the eighties, which is the very first appearance of special mission. So they're kind of smaller snippet things. So uh, we decided to just kick this off the way we kicked off GI Joe Chronicles of devil's do years with just the two of us. And we'll have guests in the future. I'm pretty positive that Matt Paso is going to be a guest in the future. <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised if Jim Neal didn't show up yeah. around these parts again soon. <laughs> we're, we're just waiting for all the paperwork to get settled so then mm-hmm. uh, Matt can come over to the Lombox, Fort Lombox here and join Yeah. Me. You know who works in the personnel office of Fort Lombox? Laurel. Laurel, yeah. 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 Sergeant Mountainflower. <laughs> Sergeant Mountainflower, yep, yep. It's <laughs> always busy. It's like I walk in there and there's all this paperwork that's there to be done and it looks like something's going on, but every time I walk in there... She's not there, so I don't know where she is. It's weird. It's weird. So we've got a lot coming your way. But again, this episode, we're going to be talking about G.I. Joe America's Elite, the number zero issue, also known as the 25 cent issue. So without any further ado, I'll turn it over to DJ Cristados for this episode's Intelligence Report. All right. Well, for this first mission of this new phase that we're in will be covering gi joe america's elite issue zero it's the 25 cent special publisher was devil's due got a cover date of june 2005 writer was joe casey penciler is stefano caselli anchor andrew papoy colorist is sundar raj letter is steve seeley cover art Stefano Caselli and Sundar Rash. And speaking about the cover, Death Probe, please take us through the cover description. Here we go. Take cover! A new Joe team is stepping out from the rubble. With a very crimson air about them, the team of Stalker, Roadblock, Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Duke, Scarlet, Flint, and presumably Shipwreck. He's kind of cut off on the edge there. They emerge, and the cover blurb reads, a new beginning. So, Jared, what do you think about the cover? I think it's fantastic. It's a really great launching point. By now, the uh, final episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years, has aired. And we're, we're just continuing it. We're just dropping The Devil's Do Years. They're still going to keep the same like numbering system for our episodes and all that stuff. But the point is, we learned from our special guests on the last episode that the whole reason that they stopped that run and started America's Elite was just basically sales, like a fresh title and a fresh boost will bring fresh sales. And what a really good marketing idea to bring out this 25-cent adventure. So it prominently says 25 cents on the cover. It's just a really good-looking cover. It kind of tells you who's going to be on the team. I like the smoky rubble. I like It also is a hint of what goes yeah. on in it. 
And so I just really like its monochromatic look. It feels like something new is starting. And I think one of the things that subtly plays with your mind to tell you that as a Joe fan is I think I see Storm Shadow hanging out with the Joes, which is interesting. That you do. I think it's a very heroic kind of cover. When you look at it, it's kind of like that the gang's back together and we got everybody assembled. Now we're going to walk out in this cool heroic montage of stuff coming. You know, there's maybe there's bullets or something happening. But for this one, it's just we're coming from this rubble out of the ashes comes a new beginning sort of a thing. It does kind of feature about what happens in the issue. So that's a good thing as well, too, is you like to see your cover kind of tell a little bit of the story or at least get you interested in what's happening. Trying to figure out who's all there. You did a great job of naming off who you could see by the silhouettes and all that. And and it is. Storm Shadow is there next to Snake Eyes. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's the color work really is done well. It's kind of smoky blurry a little bit. And I kind of like the title, America's Elite. And that's really what this new series is kind of about of what I'm getting from here. But we'll get into that once we get into the story. With that, why don't we figure out how we're going to rate this cover on a scale of 1 to 10 flag points, 1 meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make it a recruiting poster out of it. Jared, is this recruiting poster worthy? You know, I like it a lot. It could be. I, I like this image a lot. Whew, you would have thought I would have put some, you know, thought into what I was going to score this cover leading up to it. Yeah. I, I fixed the script up and tweaked it like three weeks ago. <laughs> you would have thought I would have got a score <laughs> in mind, but I didn't. So, man, I'll go with my instinct. And I'm going to say it is a nine out of ten. I like it a lot. Ooh. I don't, I'm not sure if it's perfect. Okay. But I'm interested in your thoughts. Okay. See, I um, I didn't want to go super high, and I guess the reason why I didn't want to go to super high because it wasn't one of those somewhat iconic of a covers that I would remember. So I'm going to place myself at an eight with this. So you going at the nine, I was surprised that you did that. I, I like I think it me, a lot. I, I like it. And believe me, it, it's a really nice looking cover. It's just there's something missing that I, I'm not sure what it is for me. But I guess I've been hanging around Delvin too long to where I want to set the bar at a certain range because possibly there might be a, a better cover down the road, but I don't want to show all my cards right away. Mm, hanging around Delvin too long is yeah, that, a real problem. Yep. He rubs off on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't I, want all that. I need, I don't, yeah. I don't need to know any more of that. <laughs> so yeah, pretty good cover for 25 cents. I would say. I think it's fantastic for 25 cents. Really like this one. We did get some cover thoughts for people in our super secret chat because we are recording this exclusively for our Patreon members. Matt gave it an eight. Jim gave it an eight. Jim specifically said he likes the grittier take on the cover and it grabbed his attention. So everybody's with you at an eight. I'm all alone on on Nine Island. I just Nine, I yeah. really like this one. Just, just me here playing my Delvin power. And I guess I didn't rub off on you like Devin rubbed I, on me. I'm uncomfortable with this whole conversation. All what right, happens in the now. barracks stays in the barracks. <laughs> with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. All right, Pat. Look in the eyes of a hero And see the sacrifice within It looks like things are finally bouncing back for the Joes since the last time we saw them. The team is limited, but once again is officially sanctioned by the president. And with General Ray gone on Secret Ops, the president wants the original Joe, Joe Colton, to run the team. Some of the Joe team is stateside, getting set up in their new base located in Wyoming. And Stalker is doing the fun stuff, leading a small band of Joes around the globe to squash out Cobra clandestine cells. But it's all hands on deck when a satellite plummets from orbit and destroys a large chunk of Chicago. The Joe team sends responders to assist in the cleanup effort as they try to determine whether or not it's an accident. 
Hawk is certain that Cobra Commander is behind it, but we, the readers, discover that it is the return of an old Joe foe, Vance Wingfield. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay. It is now time for our highs and lows on the issue. We will go into round one. Pat, you get to go first. I like the way they explained what was happening with the older team or some of the team members from the end of the Devil's Do Run. Like, what was Ray doing? Why isn't he there right now? And how the other team members kind of came together again. I was really surprised, though, with Joe Colton. I couldn't remember if he survived or not the last round. <laughs> Didn't he get hurt? He did. In fact, we thought he'd been killed. Yeah. But I want to say near the very end there, they alluded to the fact that he had made it. Okay. I was, I was wondering about that, but I'm like, where was he before? And peek behind the curtains, we do record these things well in advance. And so it's been a while since we read and talked about the final Devil's Do Run. So I liked it. I like that he was kind of taken over and I like that they have a more slimmer team and the people that they chose for the team. I like that concept of what's kind of happening here. I agree. I like the team. I'm really excited about the curveball of Storm Shadow. You know, he's kind of always been a back and forth guy and now yeah. he's around, which is interesting. I like bringing in Joe Colton, the original Joe, although, you know, we're definitely interested to see what happens with General Ray. Mm -hmm. So, yo, I agree with you. This new team set up and how they're being used. And, you know, I'm a big Stalker fan. So seeing Stalker out in the wild, just uh, doing, like I said, in the synopsis, fun stuff, you know, that's great. But I think my biggest overall high here in round one has got to be Stefano Caselli and Sundaraj team up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, and I also don't want to leave out Andrew Papoy. The art team here is incredible. I think it was 20 pages, just just shy of a full issue. Yeah, It just really looks so good. I mean, they, they definitely went best foot forward on this, knowing that this was a new jumping on point for new readers. Speaking of which, we got Matt in the chat who said he hadn't read it since it was released, but his comments are that it's a G.I. Joe book that is in his collection. <laughs> so awesome, Matt. We appreciate you being here at the uh, Crusaders Club member only recording. But, Pat, what are your thoughts on the art? Oh, yeah. I really enjoy the art in this one. Um, It took a little bit to get used to from what we saw in the previous one, but a little more grittier, somewhat darker in in some ways, but I think done really nicely. And just to think about it, you know, this is 25 cents at the time. And so you really got a lot out of this for 25 cents story-wise. Uh, definitely the art wise for sure so for them to do this for 25 cents i think it was a good play on that to get more people revitalized for this coming new series yeah and as i understand it by the way that is a operating loss for devils do they clearly cannot turn a profit at 25 cents a book it's kind of like free comic book day your comic book store is paying yeah. for those comics. <laughs> um, it's free to you, but it, it is an effort to get new people into the shop. Just like this is an effort to get new readers on. People say, oh, for 25 cents, why not? I mean, why would you not pick it up? And I remember there was a lot of comic companies at this time doing that. I remember there was like a Batman. I want to say it was a 12 cent adventure or the 13 cent the, adventure yeah. that was right around this time. I think Superman did it, but it, it's one of those things where they offer it at a loss to them they're losing money by producing that book but they may be gaining the momentum you know really getting some attention for when that america's Mm -hmm. elite one hits the shelf people go well you know i paid a quarter for the first one and they're hoping that that story and that art team hooks people and and i think they they set themselves up pretty well for for success here so yeah yeah i can't remember how many issues this whole series goes so Definitely looking forward to reading it through again. It's It's been quite a long time, and there's probably some issues that I may have even skipped along the way in getting this because you know, at the time, this could have been around the time, too, where I was kind of in it, but not in it all the way, and you got that big stack of comics that you just keep getting, and you just don't have time anymore <laughs> to read when you can. Or My point is when I had read, I'd start to read something, and I'd fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I won't lie. My comic book reading was staunch right up until 2006 when my son was born and then mm-hmm. he got spotty and then yep. it went away. And then he got a little older and I thought, okay, I can get back into it. And I got back into it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I started the art career and all that stuff. And it was like, I, yeah. Now I get to read comics for podcasts. So this is like, I love podcasting because it forces me to read. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I like doing this. This is such a great, I had such a great time going through the devil's do side of it with you and just having the conversations we've had and the conversations that other people have brought in with our guests and other people chatting and commenting about the show. So we really do appreciate any time anybody reaches out to us and provides their thoughts or their information that they have on the show it means a lot to us and just helps us grow and have some fun yeah, um, speaking but, of which uh we've got jim meal in the comments right now of our super secret crusaders club members only recording by the way if you're listening to this and you're like how do these people get in early how do they get that they, yeah how do i get all the access and super secret I'm access i'll let you know now we'll t- I'll let you know officially in a minute but just a little hint patreon.com slash longbox crusade for as little as a dollar a month but jim said that devil's do is doing what they do best bringing in little used characters from the history of G.I. Joe. And I think he's he's really hinting at the reveal of Wingfield. Okay, let's talk end. about that then. Let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we need that. to talk about it. Go ahead. Let's talk about that because I am trying to remember where this guy is from. Because <laughs> I'm Wingfield, Wingfield. I'm like. I, I had an the- inkling. I had a vague inkling. And I looked it up and I was right. Okay. Do you want, do you want hints or, or do you want me to just tell you? Do not look in the chat because I believe somebody's already revealed it in the chat. <laughs> Give me a little bit because I this never came up in the Devil's Do run. No. Right? Okay. This is from the Marvel I, run. I was I was trying to think of like that. The name. And sounds now you familiar. have to think like what is Jared? If now if I'd read it recently, I wouldn't have had to look it up, right? So you have to think what mm-hmm. has Jared read? It's been a while. Remember when I bought those Digest, Pat? Yes. Is your hint. Okay. It, oh boy. So Digest was older. Digests. Digests were really old. Any other hints you can give me? I'm... It's going to be one of the first two digests. That's how far back this guy goes. It might have been the first one, but it might have been in the second one. Boy. Oh, I know it. I know it. I know okay, it. But what is it? He was, was he the guy that they infiltrated? He had like an army he was building. And yes. Oh, it just, yeah. And that's got the. <laughs> And I remember that cover now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a crazy guy. Yeah. I think it's issue four. And that's what Jim was saying in the chat. Oh, okay. Oh, he was yep. introducing issue four of the Marvel run. And I'm almost positive that, that is a Bob Hall cover. Remember, we sat next to Bob yeah. at Heroes Con two years yep. ago. And he was just across the way from us this last one. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's a Bob Hall cover. All right. Where it's basically yeah. just like the team running towards the camera. And it's a, it's a weird looking cover, but it's cool. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Now he was I definitely remember the that. militia guy. <laughs> yeah, he was that guy, and then he it was going to shoot off like a rocket, or yeah, or send a jet over and to do a a bombing and this something right? like that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the memory I have as well. I'm certainly ah. count on Jim in the chat for for details. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just so happy that I pulled it out. Yeah, I'm proud I'm of actually, you. Actually, I'm actually now I remember, and I'm I'm remembering details about that issue. And didn't we talk about that one? I can't remember now. I have to go back to our old Joe stuff when we covered the long box crusade. Way back in the long box. Earlier. Way back in the vault there. In the vault. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, that's cool because I now now it makes more sense. And that's really cool for them to kind of pull out this guy because I'm like, why does he have such a big beef with all that's going on? But hmm, he kind of actually then succeeded in doing what he did. Yeah. A little bit, I guess. I really liked it. Like I said, I had an inkling and I had to look him up. So it was a stretch, but it was a big reward for like deep dyed in the wool Joe fans like Jim uh, in mm-hmm. our chat. But I liked it because I really liked the part where, you know how Hawk is like obsessed with Cobra Commander. Yeah. Like yeah, there was definitely. an issue about that. If you remember correctly, there was an mm-hmm. issue where he had to face his demons just not too long ago in the devils do run. Yeah. And yeah, that was his thing. He was like, it's Cobra Commander. I know it is. It can only be him, you know. And but we, the readers, find out that Wingfield's back, you know, this sort of side character. I thought that was a neat, neat way to start it. Kind of leave Cobra Commander on the back burner for a while. Let's take a break from him. Let him, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll reinsert himself in this story at some point. So, really, from a Joe side, then people that 
are currently active. You got Stalker that would remember it. Mm-hmm. You got Snake Eyes. Yep, Scarlet. Scarlet. And that's about it, right? Because Duke doesn't know him. That was before. Hawk would mm-hmm. know him. Hawk would know, yeah. But I guess he wouldn't. Why would he even think that? But right now he's obsessed with Cobra Commander. Yeah. Yeah, so I I was actually questioning who was going to do it. That was one of my, my notes here was who is the villain before the reveal? Was it a Cobra? Could it have been Destro maybe? That could have been a possibility too. Or could it have been Serpentor? Maybe. Mm. Yeah, very know. interesting. Now I know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and knowing is half the battle. Wow. It is indeed. <laughs> it is indeed. I only have one more point I want to talk about, and then I'll, I'll let you run your mouth. Uh, I liked that they showed the Joes doing a response to a tragedy cleanup effort just struck a personal chord with me because, uh, you know, thinking back yeah. on my military career, some of my very favorite days and moments were those kind of missions, you know, mm-hmm. relief missions, well, helping the civilians. Uh, we did a lot of uh, work with the evacuating the Katrina, Hurricane Katrina folks from Louisiana. And that's mm-hmm. just some of the most rewarding work I ever, mm. ever did. So it was neat to see the Joes participating in that, you know, not so much action, go find, kill. They're working on that in the background, <laughs> but in the foreground, they're doing what they can to help. And I like that. Yeah, that was very cool to see. And I wonder if it may have been somewhat of a callback to, you know, 9-11 a little bit. Certainly where... had that feel. Definitely had that feel for me that it was, well, what if something like this happened? What would the Joes actually do? And like you said, normally uh, troops would come and help out where they can and do what they need to do. Uh, Not only, you know, help citizens, but also on, like you said, on the other front, go take down the terrorist or, or whoever may possibly have caused this to the United States. It felt to me like it was kind of like a 9-11 callback, especially when Devil's Do first came out, it was right at that time. Yeah, it came out like the day after, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. Remember that the day after 9-11, the first Devil's Do issue hit the stands. Yeah, so I'm wondering if possibly maybe they're like, hey, we're let's kind of do what we could. Because people were thinking, you know, I, I myself as well, you know, what would the Joes do, things like that. So I, I don't know if that was the case yeah, at all, you know, if, if it was. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You are, you have captured something that is lost to time, and I think that's worth discussing on this episode. I think we talked about it way back around issue one. It's like mm-hmm. you have to understand at this time, this was still, I mean, this was a couple of years later, but this is still, there's a post 9-11 sentiment of patriotism. I can remember going like to the comic shop and being like, I want G.I. Joe and I want Captain America. I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted those strong uh, patriotic yes. things. I mean, that's kind of how I'm wired. That's that. I mean, that has nothing's changed in the last twenty something years. That's but no, but that's but, who I am. But I remember feeling it more so. Yeah, in that time, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, even though we're a couple years out from it, when when did this? You you did the this hit the stands in 05. This was, like, yeah. this was like four years later, but it's still I, at least for me it rang true. And I, but I lived in a in the military world. Uh, I, I think from a civilian point of view too, it, it did for me as okay. well. You, we still, you know, everybody was gung ho, I guess is a good way to put it. You know, yeah, like you said, patriotic, we were all helping each other out and doing everything. Seeing this and, country as unified as it was in the, in those, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunately it takes a, something terrible to do that. But Matt in the chat says, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I'll, I'll see how many other rhymes I can do here. Uh, he signs off on this too. Says, "I love that Joes can show the best of us, of people in general. They show that the normal Joes can stand up and do what's right when it's needed." Absolutely, absolutely. That has been my experience. The vast, 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 vast majority of people I served with, shoulder to shoulder, regardless of branch of service, just were the best people. They just had the best hearts. And uh, yeah, well said, Matt. Well said. Definitely, and especially to. When you think about that, the the character moments that were in this as well, going back to the previous stories and developments like Flint, man, you can see Mm -hmm. he's definitely a different Flint. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what the time difference is between the end of the first run to the America's Elite run in story mode time. It seems like it might have been a little while. 
in between that, but definitely not enough for him to forget what had happened. The other thing, they got a new base that they're bringing back uh, or bringing up again. I like that as well, too. But just the character moments for some of them. Hawk, we talked about as well, too, and his big mad on for Cobra Commander. And, <laughs> I which is it. funny because we talked about this, too, if you think about it. And I think um, Jim was in on this chat on an earlier recording we did back in Devil's Do Era. Mm-hmm. He should be mad at Zartan. Because I'm pretty sure it was Zartan that shot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But he doesn't know it. He hasn't put that puzzle together yet. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that would get... Ooh, That's interesting. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Very I mean, enough. he already was obsessed with Cover Commander before that. Like, that's the incident that solidified it. So, I mean, dude's mm-hmm. always going to be obsessed with Cover Commander. But the fact that it actually was Zartan, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little, little twist for you. You know, other than that, I don't think I have anything else to say. It was a quick read, but an enjoyable read. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Yeah, in the end, I think it's a great, great 25 cent. Get them hooked because, like you said, we checked in with the team members, like especially the ones that had significant things happen. Flint, you know, Hawk. We've done our check-in with what their status is. We've had gorgeous art. We have a trimmed down roster of characters that, very recognizable characters, you know, mm-hmm. they're not yeah. dropping the 25 cent adventure with like fast draw, you know, and <laughs> psych out. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, they've grabbed a lineup that people will recognize. They've put them in an exciting situation. You know, the space-based weaponry that's attacked Chicago, like what's going on. They've revealed a, an old enemy. They've mm-hmm. dusted off an old enemy. So I think they got a lot of, a lot of mileage out of this one. I definitely think it's a little bit darker than what we were seeing in the other run a little bit. Uh, you know, a little more high stakes, I want to say. Absolutely. I apologize to all the Psych Out fans out there. Matt in the chat stood up for Psych Out there when I went over and ran. No one stood up for Fast Draw. <laughs> but hey. Yeah. Anyways, you got to pick, pick and choose. You got to pick and choose your favorite. I actually, you know, I do kind of like Psych Out's costume design. I always like the guys who kind of stand out and look different, mm-hmm. even yeah. when they're wacky. Anyways, enough of that. Pat, I think it's time for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue. All right. For those who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same one to 10 flag points scale we used earlier. So, Jared, on a one to 10 flag points, 10 being the highest, one being the lowest, how would you rate this story? All right, Pat. My score is going to require some explanation, but not much. On the surface of it, when I look at the pieces, the parts, you know, the art, the story, the hook, and all that, mm-hmm. I really like it at about a nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not all the way to 10 blown away with it, but I'm going to score it a 10. Yo, Joe! Because what? for it to be a nine and to cost a quarter. Okay. Okay. It's a 10. It's an absolute. Mm. Like, if you're buying this off the rack for a quarter, you just, you bought yourself a great introduction of a new arc. So, bizarrely enough my heart says a nine but you factor in the economics you know i'm a ferengi at heart i'm all about that latin baby 25 cents i give it a 10 okay i can see where you're at on that i was again hanging around delvin feeling i shouldn't go so high problem this is a problem (laughs) well you know it was heroes con and i was hanging out with delvin and we were having some fun you know it's just that's how it goes but in this conversations that we've had and now that I understand who the reveal was, I'm going with a nine. I can't meet you at the 10, but I can definitely give a nine and agree with you that I'm giving it a 9.25. For the quarter. For the quarter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely stupid is a good enough deal. that I'm going to allow. <laughs> All right. It's not a half seas because it would take two quarters. They were smart. They only did it for a quarter. So 9.25 for me on this one. <laughs> I feel like we're judging figure skating at this point. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I'm going to allow it. It's our first episode of America's Elite. It's just stupid enough to allow it. I've got Jim in the chat saying he rates it as a nine. He said it's a great art story and hook to bring you back. Matt asked the pointed question. If this was a full-size, full read, would it score like a 12 or a 13? Maybe, Pat. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe a 10.25. 
Yeah, ten, ten, ten and a quarter. <laughs> ten and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just really, really strong, really strong start, and and we didn't even hit the beat that I believe Joe Casey's writing this. This is a talented guy who's yeah. written a lot of big name books, and I've always enjoyed his writing. He's been, I'm almost positive, he guested on our friend Shag Show, the JLI show. I believe he he went over there. So definitely mm-hmm. check out Joe Casey over on the Fire and Water Network on the Justice League International podcast. I'm almost positive he guested there about a year or two ago. Oh, okay. Um, talented cat. We didn't even really bring up his name. We probably should. So they put a name writer on it. They put a pretty nice penciler on it. Nice art team. So, mm-hmm. Yep, we got high scores all around. Definitely. And the letterer is Steve Seeley. Is he related to? I think he's Tim's brother. Brother, okay. I can't prove that in the court of law. I don't have paperwork um, to back that up. Just wondering. But I think that's Tim Seeley's brother. I, it's That's conjecture on my part at this time. All right, very good. All right, well, with our rating out of the way, it is now time to award this episode's Silver Star Medal. Or Silver Snake for gallantry in action or sneaky snakitude. This is where we each get to award the character in the issue who went above and beyond the call of duty. So, Jared, do you have a silver star or do you have a silver snake? I guess I'm going to have to use a snake on this one. Uh, I mean, he's not exactly Cobra, but oh, yeah, Colonel Wakefield yeah, is yeah, yeah. living high on the... I, you know what? Is he actually a Colonel? I keep saying Colonel. Wakefield. I think he was. I think he was. Okay, that's just the name of the Colonel I served under when I was in Iraq, so I just automatically say Colonel. Oh, okay. In front no, of no, 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 that's a second. So Wingfield, I don't know if he's a Colonel or not. Wingfield, he's winning. Like, yeah. His plan went to fruition, and it was probably because he didn't, like, broadcast it or try to extort him, but he just, like, did it. Like, he got everybody's attention all of a sudden. They're all trying to figure out who it is, and his crazy, crazy ass is winning right now. So I don't like giving him the silver snake, but he's he's on top right now. I am going to second you. That is who I have as well, too, as the villain. For this issue, definitely was... And goes to the sneaky snakitude of Winfield for everything that you said that he, his plan came together. The Joes, they don't know who it is. Kind of made them kind of uneasy, right? And you have a lot of people uneasy, uh, you know, even the president that's saying, hey, let's activate the Joes. They need to do something here. I'm not going to activate a big team, but I'm going to act a team that can actually do what they need to do again and kind of figure this out. And it's just that they're, unknown of who this is so very well done makes me want to read some more definitely agree and now i'll hand it back over to jared for his segment of death probes twitchest it's here the gi joe collection each sold separately gi joe from hasbro okay pat this is a long time coming here for death probes twitchest this is the segment where I take something or someone that's featured in this book and give you a brief toy history on it. For this issue, I've selected, it's been a long time coming back, <laughs> Stalker. He's one of my very favorite Joes, and I haven't covered him in the toy chest. I know, I'm surprised. Wow. wow. I have a little list of people I've covered, and I was like, how have I not covered Stalker? And, you know, he got to have a little fun in this one because he's the, the action man out in the field. You know, I've always favored Stalker, you know, from that original lineup. You know, he had a unique look. Basically, the unique mm-hmm. look characters were him, Snake Eyes, and Scarlet. They had the most yeah. unique looks. I just always loved him as the enlisted field leader, which is why I've always sort of boo to Duke because he sort of showed up and took Stalker's job and just wasn't as cool as Stalker, in my opinion. But you know what? Let me get to the toy history on it, and then we'll discuss it. Okay. Stalker. He is a ranger. That's his big he's a ranger right there on the file card. I'm sure you remember that. Pat. <laughs> His real name is Lonzo R. Wilkinson. He is from Detroit, Michigan. His specialties include infantry, medic, and interpreter. His figure description for the original one is original three and three quarter is a camo suit. He has black tack gear and a green beret. His accessories include a black M32 pulverizer submachine gun. And he was first released in 1982 as part of series one. 
He got discontinued in 1985 in stores. He was still available via mail order all the way until 1987. And currently at the time of this recording, which is in July of 2023, there are 14 or 15 versions of stalker wow in three and three quarter inch scale it depends on whether or not you count the swivel arm the 1.5 upgrade and actually they're almost positive there's a 15th or 16th version yojo.com has not been updated in quite some time they did come out with a one about uh, jim's gonna be able to correct me in the chat uh came out with a version i want to say a 2022 version in three and three quarter very much like this original one so I get all my data from yojo.com and it hasn't been updated. So I'm almost positive instead of 14 and 15, we're kind of at the 15 to 16 mark, mm-hmm. but ah, details, right? Mm-hmm. The most important thing to ask here is, did you have the figure pet? I did have me a stalker and that I got from way back then when I was a kid. So uh, again, another standout character, man, I really like the hat that he wore. Do you, what kind of hat was it again? It's a beret. What kind of beret? It's a green beret. Would it be the kind you would find at a camel? Nope, you th- you're thinking f- of a store? Oh, maybe at that kind. It's not a, not a secondhand store. A secondhand no. store, you find the raspberry first. Yeah, a secondhand, you get the raspberry ones. But yeah, I think but the green ones, you, you get it. Yeah, military surplus store. You store. <laughs> you yeah. <get> the- <laughs> <laughs> I went a long way for really didn't go anywhere with it. <laughs> I can save you. We have a lot of chat about it from our super secret folks that were able to tune in for this I, episode. You know, I just want to say before we get into that, uh-huh. You mentioned that Duke taking over his kind of spot for mm-hmm. leadership. I think that's just Stalker's character is he's a leader, but he also knows, you know, hey, I don't need to fight for that. I do what I do and I'm good at it. And I just play my part. And this is my part that I have to play. And he just does it. Oh, he's a professional. I mean, we yeah. never saw him get upset about the loss of the senior NCO position because yeah. he's a professional. So, yeah, no, I, I like I him. Think- I mean, he's a medic. He speaks different languages. He's yeah. a professional. He's tough. Dude mm-hmm. fought a crocodile with a knife. Remember that? Yeah, and, I do remember one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. No, Stalker's That's, awesome. Yeah. Speaking of Stalker, uh, we have Matt in the chat says that Stalker is a great choice, and he's got a version one point five, which is this version I talked about, just with the swivel arm. In the last few months, that's awesome. Paul says Stalker was his nickname before he got married. I believe. I believe it. Uh, Matt says <laughs> I just the got stalker- that. <laughs> Matt says that the the stalker that came in the com with the comic packs in the two thousands is a great sculpt as well, and I concur. Jim Meal says version two of Stalker is in my top five favorite Joes. He never had a version one until recently. Version two, if I'm not mistaken, Jim is more like Arctic. He's got a white jacket. He can put on a mask. He's got a little like a kayak looking thing in the version two of Stalker which I also have and always, always uh, enjoyed. And Jim did confirm that the retro release from Walmart of Stalker, similar to this design, but with a more modern mold, was released in the last year or two. Uh, Paul Hicks also said that he had a version one. Very cool. Being the Stalker fan that I am, I'm pretty sure I have all the versions of Stalker because... You're fancy. I'm fancy. You're all the fancy, Jerry. All the fancy, all. and... You know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my brother, Jason Louise's call. This is his number one Joe. Stalker is his favorite Joe. And he's top two or top three for me, for sure. I love Stalker. So welcome to Stalker cast. It's all Stalker all the time from here on in every episode. <laughs> Where we take deep dives into the panels that Stalker are in. And we talk about what he looks like, what he's wearing, what's going on around him. What would be his thoughts? And then so. I can't say enough of us. <laughs> I love Stalker. He's <laughs> a great guy, you know, I and mean, uh, again, his character is somebody that we all know. And that's why I, I mentioned before is, you know, knowing him about him and how he was portrayed either in the comics or in the cartoon, you know, he was always a stand up guy. Mm-hmm. He's one of the characters that really is welcome to Stalker cast. <laughs> He's one of the characters that like really has the same character beat. In the comic and the cartoon, like yeah, very very similar. Played the and, same. Yeah, uh, I, I also have his classified. Matt said that he got a classified figure as well. Um, just as a reminder, though, when I, we count versions and stuff on this particular podcast, we're only doing three and three quarter 
classified being the six inch, but it's definitely worth mentioning because it is a great mold and it looks really, really good. So yeah, there is a classified. I want to say at one point he even got a 12 inch figure mm-hmm. uh, when okay. they were doing those in like the early nineties. Could be wrong. I know they made a snake guys. I know they made a rock and roll. Okay. I, can't no, I can see that. Yeah. Got one. Anyways, we, that's why we do three and three quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stalker. Great character and a great toy. All right. Well, next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. As always, we want to start off Combat Comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined us on our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special long box video episodes, just like we're doing now, recording a live show just for them. And you later on down the road. But if you're a Crusader Club member and you get all the access, you'll get to hear it live and be part of it. You also get into some free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Alburn Elvis. Phil Beer. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robinson. Dave Collins. Battle Wagon. Ezra Gallo. Gary Viola. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Jason Keane. Jim Lady. Jeremy L. Jim. German, Jim, German, Jim, German, Jim, German. I hope you like Jim German too. Jim Meal in the top secret chat. Joe Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. Kathy Bright, the MVP. In the chat. In the senior chat. Mark Ross, a.k.a. Clark Trent. Matt and Lizzie Paso. Secret chat. Secret chat. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. In the chat. Down on chat. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Rob Morgan. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey67. Spreadsheet. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cup. If we missed anybody in our list, we do apologize. Please keep in mind that we recorded these episodes well in advance of release. So if you are a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know that we missed you by sending us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com and we'll get it all straightened out. We'll see if Laurel is working in the office building or not. Mm-hmm. She's going through the paperwork, but don't worry, we'll get to it. And she'll help us out as well, too. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? And how do I get the secret access? Hmm. Well, it's simple. You just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade for as little as $1 a month. That's $1. gets you all this access. And I'm talking all the access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. So make sure you come and check it out. Now let's see what messages from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breakers Comsat. These are from episodes 40 and 41, where it was Jared and me and Gary V, the Iron Monger. And for a little bit, I thought maybe it would have been the Iron Monger who was maybe causing all the damage in this episode. Mm. But mm, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, Gary wouldn't be like that. <laughs> Speaking of Gary, he's the first commenter. He says, it's always a pleasure to chat G.I. Joe with these fine fellows. Be like Orsted and pick up the phone. Yeah, man, pick up that phone. And yeah, just, you yeah. know, just pick it up. Just pick it up. It's okay to dial, you know. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, it does cost you something, but, you know, it goes to a good cause. Yeah, man. You can send, like, a carrier pigeon if you wanted. Like, if you want to be a little more, like, eco-friendly. Just make sure that pigeon doesn't have other things to do that day, because it'd be rude if you were, like... It's a day off or something. Yeah. Send out the pigeon. <laughs> I don't know if that's what a pigeon sounds like. But... <laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to Scotty Cameron. And and Scott Cameron says, you're getting so warm on the Ray reveal. You're almost on fire. 
I'm trying my best not to spoil it. I just rewatched G.I. Joe Retaliation to honor Ray Stevenson and just realized Xandar was in the movie. I bring that up because Xandar plays a key role in the Ray reveal. Ooh. What reveal would be necessary? He's just a good dude. <laughs> yeah, it's just a dude. You know, he puts his pants on just like all the other people that put their pants on, right? Except he makes golden leadership decisions. <laughs> yes. People call him sir when he puts his pants on. That's right. Uh, we got a comment from the chaplain's assistant's motor pod, which, by the way, is Gary. So he's double dipping. But he did, once again, say this is always a fun show. It's great to join them. Pick up the phone. But I just really want to put that comment there so people know that they can check out chaplain's assistant's motor pod. I'll take another one from Scotty Cameron. And Scott says, funny thing is that the live action movies were part of my introduction into G.I. Joe. Oh, that's fascinating. That is hmm. definitely fascinating. In fact, I saw Retaliation in theaters on opening weekend for my 15th birthday. Oh, awesome. So Iron Monger being fond of them is fine. Also, the Red Shadows are an interesting foe for the Joes. Which yeah, they could be, I, you know, there still could be some around here too. Could be. I just think it's cool. He's clearly a younger listener if Retaliation mm -hmm. came out when he was 15. Uh, I think it's cool that he's a Joe fan. I think it's cool that he enjoys the films. I, I enjoy them too. Like, it's easy to get a pick on them, but like we said before, you want some good, you know, just kind of popcorn fun? Why yeah. Not? You know, you know if it's someone's gateway into G.I. Joe, mm -hmm. I love it. Might be a good podcast to do as well. I like where your head's at. I got one here from Christian Romero, who simply posted a picture of his copy of, I think that's 40, 40, I think 40? 41. That's 40, 41. Okay. My, I can't zoom in fast enough. <laughs> he, picture, he posted a picture of 41, which was that baller cover with Cover Commander in the Red Rain. And he just said, got it. So it's in his collection. Yeah. Red Rain, Red Rain. I only want to see the commander standing in the Red Rain. <sighs> <laughs> I had to. Yeah, did you? <laughs> All right, our next comment is from the Chaplain's Assistant Mortar Pod again. And Gary says, one of my favorite podcasts, now previewing Orsted's eulogies. Eulogies, yes. <laughs> I think we did a eulogy for somebody as ah. Orsted. And I can't remember <laughs> what we did. <laughs> Under his GI Gary account, he also said that Orsted is available for eulogies. Check out a preview, listen to this fine podcast, Yo Joe, GI Joe, GI Joe podcast. Uh, you can always count on G.I. Gary yeah. to, to pump it up a bit. I think G.I. Gary is our biggest Orsted uh, supporter. So Yeah, well. Aside yeah, Orsted loves it. Man, I love you, bro. I love you. Take another one from G.I. Gary as well, too, from the Chaplain's Assistant again. And it's another crossover with me and Orsted. Love these guys and their shows. Yo, Joe. Hashtag G.I. Joe. Hashtag listening. Uh, what a great supporter. And another great supporter is Serpy Matt. We know Matt. And he said, I'm finally all caught up and waiting to see what's next. Well, there's a lots of stuff coming for you, Matt. I think Serpy Matt is actually in the chat. He is in the clandestine chat. Yes. I figured it out. I put the two and the two together to make the three. And it's all coming together. <clears throat> now you've got to ask yourself, what's the Serpy part all about? Because I know. See, I don't know. I have to. He's a big fan of my friend. My buddy friend. Oh, <laughs> cool. He likes, I got a cool Serpentor buddy then. <laughs> I think you do. Ooh. As a reminder, we really would appreciate and love to hear from you guys as well with a voicemail. And you can do that by leaving us a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That is 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. And we do have one audio send in for this episode. We always ask folks if they would uh, like to send in a Yo Joe. You could just call the number and say Yo Joe, and we'll add you to the to the Yo Joe stack at the end of every episode. And I got, <laughs> I got, we got the following voicemail, Pat. <laughs> so 
So that was a little off-putting because I got this voicemail and it just sounds oh, yeah, like that's right. Yeah, yeah, screaming. that's right. That's right. I Remember, mean, Pat? I messaged yeah, you about yeah. it. I was like, what, what like, is going listen on? Listen to this. And I'm like, oh. And I looked at the number and I like cross-referenced it with some of the phone numbers in my phone. And I said, wait, it's Rick. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is Rick. And I, and I was like, I actually texted and called Rick because I was like, I couldn't understand that he was screaming Cobra. It just sounded like a scream. And I was like, are you okay? Were you yeah. in the middle of leaving us a voicemail when you drove off the road or something? Yeah, We're all about and, safety. We're all about yeah. making sure people are right and, and feeling good. And he texted me back and said, no, I screamed Cobra. And now that he said it, I can hear I can hear the Cobra <laughs> before. I was, I was like, what is happening? Anyway, we're glad that Rick's alive, even though he's yeah. Cobra. Mm. Thank you, Rick, for sending that in. We do really do appreciate it. And everybody else, join in the fun. We love hearing from you. And that will bring us to Mission Complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, movie serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network, DJ Cristados. Where can they find that? Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find the Longbox Crusade pretty much on all the podcatchers out there. That's right, all the podcatchers out there. Or you can just go to www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and at YouTube, all at Lombox Crusade. Be sure to make sure you subscribe and like the YouTube stuff that we're doing. We just reached over 10,000 watches and over 250 subscribers on YouTube. So we really do appreciate Mm -hmm. everyone that has supported us there. And and please continue to do. Help us grow this community. Back to you, Jared. If you like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Back to you, Pat. Oh, I can be found at Christatos01. And Jared, I'm glad you asked, but let's go ahead and find out where you can be found on the internet. I'm glad you asked me. I am at Yard Sale Artist, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. and It is all at Yard Sale Artist. Check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com, which includes a lot of G.I. Joe character sketches on pages of an army manual. In fact, the last one I did was Lieutenant falcon for somebody super secret in the chat so that'll be that print will be coming soon to add to all my other gi joe prints i saw that and that turned out really falcon awesome yeah man i'm I'm glad you're a big falcon fan of it man yeah (laughs) thank you guys for joining us for this episode of gi joe chronicles we'll see you back on the battlefield next episode we'll cover the first of the 1986 special missions from marvel found in gi joe number 50 entitled best defense until then, platoon, fall out. Yo, yo, yo. The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J O S E F L I N 99. You will not regret it. Gerald, Gerald, it gets me every time. Every time.